Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I want you to grab your Bibles tonight, if you will, and I'd like you to go to the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 2, if you will, tonight. I want to minister the next few moments and see how the Lord directs me and moves me tonight. Boy, it's been a mighty night. So thankful. So thankful. Gosh, isn't this, can you believe we're getting ready to go into 2020? Uh, Seriously, can you believe we're getting ready to go into 2020? It's wild, isn't it? Time is in fast forward right now, and it feels good. God is good. Are you there in Revelation 2 tonight? Hallelujah. As you have your Bibles there, I'd like you to stand to your feet. I want to pray over us before we begin to really go through the word tonight, (laughs) through the word tonight. I don't think I've had more scriptures. Like, I give our team our scriptures ahead of time. I don't think I've had more scriptures. When I got done today in my study, just putting the touches on what I felt like the Lord wanted to breathe through me, I thought, for real? Like, we have 78 scriptures? No, I'm kidding. It was, that's an exaggeration. There's quite a few. Stay with me tonight, flow with me tonight, take notes tonight, okay, take notes tonight. You you guys can always access our podcast, you can go back and listen to the podcast any day of the week, you can go to our website, Victory FLA, You you can dive right back into the message, which many, many, many of you do. And correspond with me. And I, I'm telling you what, it encourages me so much when you write me and say, man, that word impacted my life. Amen? So important. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. And we thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit tonight. We thank you, God, that as we're coming to the close, we're actually coming to a brand new epic beginning. And Lord, we thank you. And we thank you that we are alive for this hour, for this brand new beginning. We thank you, God, that we are called and you have anointed us for this brand new decade that we're coming into. Yes, Lord, a new era. We thank you for the new era. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are getting us ready for radical change. Jesus, we thank you that you are preparing our hearts and preparing our lives and our family for transformational revival in this coming decade in the name of Jesus, that we're going to be part of awakening and reformation for America and the nations, Lord. And we vow tonight, Lord, to yield to you. God, we are determined to partner with you, Holy Spirit, to see your kingdom invade the earth in new, unprecedented ways, Lord God. We want to thank you, Lord, that we were born for such a time as this. Hallelujah. I thank you that we were born for such a time as this and for this new era, walking through this new door. And Lord, I thank you that we are that ecclesia that Jesus is building. We are that church that Jesus will build and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Lord, you build your church and you receive the glory. And I thank you, God, that we are an embassy of heaven tonight that builds your throne. We build your seat of authority here, God, extending your reach to every sphere of culture by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I bless you, Lord, and I bless your church tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You receive that? had a pastor ask me earlier today about us coming into this year of 2020 and into this new decade. And I'll tell you, folks, I believe that we are going to be a part of the greatest awakening the earth has ever known. We are in preparation for the greatest awakening our nation and the earth has ever known. Do you believe it? Yeah. I believe it. Are you in Revelation 2 tonight? Did I tell you to go there? I did. I want to just guide you through a few 
verses that you're going to find have some key similar components. This is the voice of Jesus here thundering. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, he says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to him to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. If you jump down to verse 11, he says it one more time. He says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. He goes on in verse 17, if you're still there, he says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to him the hidden manna to eat. And I will give to him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. You jump down to verse 29, and Jesus is saying it again. He let him who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You can jump over again to the next chapter in chapter 3, verse 6, verse 13, verse 22. He says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Here, Folks, I want to tell you the Holy Spirit is speaking. I want to tell you the Holy Spirit is speaking. The Holy Spirit is speaking in this hour to the church globally, and we want to be a people. We desire to be a burning people who have ears to hear what the Lord is saying. You can find this in, in Matthew 11 and in Mark chapter 4 about Jesus giving heed to be cautious and listen up and pay attention. If you have ears to hear, then hear. You know, evidently, According to Jesus, there was, there was a difference between just having a set of ears on your head, which I, I believe, I don't know if it's scientifically accurate, but I would say a good guess would be 99.9999999% people have a set of ears on their head. Can I see your hand if you agree with that? But evidently, Jesus was saying that there's something different about just having a set of ears and then being able to hear. Being able to hear. You have to be able to hear the voice of the Lord. You have to be able to hear and discern the winds of God accurately. I want to say that again. you got to be able to hear the winds of the Lord, the rhema word of God, the Holy Spirit speaking to you to make sure when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you that it runs congruent with the word of God and it runs congruent to bear witness with your spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? But there's a difference between having a set of ears and then actually having ears that can hear and have perception. And I have learned from time to time, and I actually think I'm still learning, that, that people hear actually what they want to hear. Are you hearing me? No pun intended. Are you hearing me? People, a lot of times, they hear what they want to hear. Um, has anyone ever been guilty of having selective hearing? Three honest people in the church tonight. The saints have gone silent on me. Sometimes we have selective hearing about what we're hearing. Then there are times where we see that some are actually having itching ears to actually have an appetite to hear what they want to hear. And it's so prevalent in this hour with those that have an appetite, especially for, I will just say, fake news, for those that have an appetite in their ears to hear gossip, to hear slander, to hear lies, to hear defamation. And it's almost like their ears have an appetite for it. But that's not you, and that's not me. Your ears have an appetite to hear the winds of God. Your ears have an appetite to hear the voice of the Lord leading you. Your ears, you have the ears of the wise and the learned to hear the voice of the Lord because you are the sheep of his pasture. It says in John 15, he, Jesus said, my sheep, they know my Come on, my sheep, they know my, 
and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. You will hear his voice. And your ears crave to hear that voice. I don't know about you, but my ears crave to hear. They crave to hear the voice of the Lord. So whenever Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, he's actually calling for people to pay very close attention. Jesus is saying, if you have an ear, when he, when he brings definition to it, he's saying, take heed and be very cautious. Can you hear that tonight? Take heed and be very cautious. You need to take heed to what you hear. You need to properly and accurately discern what you are hearing. Pay close attention to what you're hearing. Is there anybody in the church tonight? Paul, the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he gives this very unique description and this warning to a spiritual son of his named Timothy. And in 2 Timothy chapter 4 in verse 3, he says, for a time will come. Now notice that Paul is not guessing. You all see that? He's, he's, he's not guessing. He says a time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have what? Say it, itching ears. They will have itching ears, and they will turn away from the truth and be turned to fables. Let's read that again together. Y'all seeing that? But the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. I have broken many ministry friendships in the last many years. That may bother some of you to hear that. It may aggravate you. Well, it aggravates me to say it, and it aggravates me to reveal that. But we are in a time where people are moving and shifting into realms where they are heaping up teachers for themselves that will tell them what they want to hear. I've had ministry friends falling into universalism. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going there. I've had friends falling away into a hyper-grace, false gospel message. I want to tell you right now, I'm not going there. I've had friends embrace that homosexuality is acceptable in the church. In fact, I, I just met once again with a pastor in our very city who has gone full-blown tilt of what he believes concerning homosexuality and concerning his own theology. And I'm going to tell you, folks, you got to be warned right now on what you're actually hearing. You better be hearing from the Holy Ghost and not being moved into error. And I'm going to tell you another thing tonight. I'm going to come right at you tonight. It is a sad day when we've got people behind the pulpit that are basically going to Lady Gaga for their theology saying that people are born this way. I'm done with that. I want you to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I see people going off the deep end biblically. We're going to see more and more of it in 2020. And it's sad to say. It's terrible to say. But we're going to see more and more of it. People going off the rails, heaping up for themselves the things that they want to hear, the things that they want to endorse, the things that they want to say are inclusive when God says it is sin. I am tired of sitting with preachers that, that they will not say that homosexuality is a sin. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing the Lord? This is not ranting. This is not getting up on a soapbox. Folks, if we cannot speak clarity of the Word of God, we're in serious trouble. you got to be careful and cautious. Jesus said, pay heed, pay very close attention to what you hear. 
What are you hearing? In Mark chapter 4, and I'd like you to go there, Jesus tells this parable about the sower and the seed. And he begins to contrast the, the types of hearers. Those that let the word just pass straight through their ears. And then there's those who truly listen and they seek understanding and they wrap their life around it. Jesus begins to explain this parable in verse 13. And I'm in Mark 4. If you're going there, if you're getting there, if you're cruising there, shift up and go there. Are you with me? Mark 4 and verse 13, he says, he said to them, he said, do you not understand this parable? See, the, the disciples were pulling Jesus aside and they were, they were seeking to gain understanding. And so he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How will the, you then be able to understand all of the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. And when they hear, watch that. You see those words tonight? When they say it, hear. Come on, say it. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and he takes away that word which was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who when they hear, the word, immediately they receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so they endure only for a time. You ever seen that? You ever seen that? Yeah, you have. Afterward, when tribulation and persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of sins. The deceitfulness of riches, excuse me. The deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and they choke out the word and it becomes unfruitful. Isn't that amazing? That the word can literally become unfruitful in your life if other things are allowed to come in and choke it out. That's amazing, isn't it? These are the words of Jesus. But these are the ones sown on good ground. When they hear the word, they accept it. They bear fruit, some 30, 60, some 100-fold. You see, some hear that word. And they don't allow it to take root because there has been a seduction of worldly pleasures or a seduction of comforts of this life. Comfort overcomes them. May God deliver us from our comfort. May God deliver us from the comfort of our own sleep. Others end up rejecting the word, Jesus says, out of persecution or trial. And every one of you are well-weathered. You have been through trial after trial after crisis. You're well-weathered, and you could write many books about that if I could see your hand tonight. Sure you have. And there's those that have ears to hear, and that's you. You have ears to hear, and you allow that word to grow in you to bring glory unto God. That's victory tonight. That's victory tonight. Have an ear to hear. I don't know what song that Cody was leading us in, but there was something about the hearing. And I began to lay my hands on my ears, and I said, Father, give me ears to hear. Give me eyes to see. Give me a heart to perceive. Amen? Give me the tongue of the learned. Are you with me tonight? I want to read out of Matthew 7 this evening. Jesus' words go on in verse chapter 7 and verse 13 and 14. And I believe that this, these are words that we need to hear, but we need to take heed as we go in. And some of you are like, wow, man, Brian is coming on strong. Yeah, I'm coming strong tonight. And this is good for you because it's to save your soul. Uh, the job of a shepherd is not for you to get stimulated and just have good feel-goods. I've never been called to feed people sugar. I've never been called to hand you a cookie. I've never been called to hand you a bag of popcorn. 
I'm a, I'm a watchman and a guardian over your soul. Folks, if you think the turbulence is going to go down in 2020, you've already missed the ship. The turbulence is going to increase, but I do have good news. The glory and the radiance upon you is going to increase with such power and demonstration of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Take heed. Jesus says these words in verse 13. He says, enter in by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. But narrow is the gate, and, uh, oh, man, do we dare read this next word? Difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few that find it. These aren't the words of Brian. They're the words of Jesus. You want to be a man's man? You want to be a woman's woman? you got to be courageous and follow the Lord at all costs. And it, just make no mistake tonight, folks, it will cost you everything to follow Jesus. Wow. Are you with me tonight? Difficult is the way which leads to life. There are you who find it. If you drop down 10 verses, I'm in verse 24 now. Jesus says, who, whoever hears these sayings of mine, are, are you seeing it? Whoever what? Whoever hears. Whoever hears. Again, Jesus is saying, if you have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church in this hour. If you have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church in this hour. My God, may this be our prayer, that the church of America will hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. Hallelujah. That is you and that's us. Who does them, I will liken him to a wise man, or you're a wise woman, who builds your house upon the rock. And as the rains descended and the floods came, and the winds blew, and they beat upon that house. Hallelujah. Here's the good news. It did not fall. It was founded on the rock. You see, if you hear these sayings, if you hear these sayings and you do them, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine, I'm in verse 26, and does not do them, he will be like a foolish man or a foolish woman who built his house on the sand, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall. Wow. We have to hear accurately, ladies and gentlemen, what the Spirit of God is saying to the church in this hour. And I want to encourage you, you cannot be passive. You have to use your faith and get aggressive with your faith. Come on, church. you got to get aggressive with your faith. You've got to be courageous with your faith. If there was ever an hour that God is depending upon his sons and daughters to be aggressive and courageous to break through the onslaught, of the enemy to reveal the glory and the power of the Son. It's this hour. You can't be passive. The turbulence and the epic battles for territory is going to continue. And I'm going to tell you the good news is there's territory to take. Ladies and gentlemen, there is territory to take. There is territory that is beckoning you and calling you. It is calling your family. There is territory that God wants you to apprehend, that God wants you to take. There are mountains for the church to apprehend in this hour. Glory. Glory. We're calling this the Roaring Twenties. The roaring 20s. And I have to keep saying this, and I'm going to keep declaring it. The greatest days of church history. They are not in the past, and they are not behind us. They are in the present hour, and they are just ahead of us. Oh, we better renew our mind to this. This is a good word. The greatest days are ahead of us. See, folks, this is, not, this is not Brian putting on his cheerleader outfit, pulling out his pom-poms and high-kicking for all of you. 
This isn't good old knee-slapping sermon time. God has never called me to be your cheerleader. Everybody say, praise the Lord. (laughs) Folks, this is the good news. The greatest days of church history is right now and just ahead of us. We are going to see such a demonstration and an outpouring of the Holy Ghost like the earth has never known. Many of the prophets are calling this the third great awakening, and I surely subscribe to that. This third great awakening will be greater than anything we have literally ever conceptually imagined. You know, God is able to do beyond what you've imagined and what you've thought. How many of still subscribe to that? I'm preaching Bible to you, right? He's the God who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that I've ever imagined or thought or ever even thought was possible. I'm telling you, in the days ahead, we're going to marvel at what God is going to do in the nations of the earth. We will stand back in awe and say, only God could have done that, and the earth will give him glory. Things we never thought were possible. And I'll tell you what, folks, I believe that the sons and daughters of God are going to come alive in such power and begin to roar the promises of God, to begin to roar the word of God, to begin to roar the commandments of God, to begin to roar the righteousness of God, to begin to roar the justice of God. I believe this is our final hour to rise up in the spirit of God and begin to decree his will on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, give him a shout of praise. (laughs) My God. My God. I'm going to tell you what, folks. I'm going to keep saying it. Don't you dare be duped. Don't you be duped by bad news. Don't you dare be duped by bad news. We're going to see God step in and bring such supernatural, unequivocal intervention that we'll stand back and say, look what the Lord has done. Look. What the Lord, look, look what the Lord has done. Behold, stand in awe. That's what behold means. It means stop in your tracks. Behold means stop in your tracks. Look in awe and look look in wonder. That's what behold means. And I'm telling you folks, those days are coming for America. Hallelujah. Glory. You're going to roar. You're going to become the mouthpiece of God. You're going to become the voice of God. You're going to become, you're becoming the voice of God. You're becoming the voice of God. Write it down tonight. The Holy Spirit's agenda in the earth. The Holy Spirit's agenda in the earth is to glorify Jesus supreme above all. That's his agenda. The Holy Spirit's agenda in the earth is to glorify Jesus supreme above all. But he also desires that you become a partner with the Holy Spirit so that you are loosing the word of the Lord so that the word can become flesh, that the word can take on form, that the word can take on shape, that the word can take on reality through your mouth, through your lips. Oh, I'm going to ask you the question again tonight. What can God's word placed in your heart? What can God's word be placed in your mouth? Accomplish in our generation if we become a voice for God. And I tell you, folks, I believe that this is the decade. This is the decade where the church is going to become the radical powerhouse voice of the Lord. I believe the Lord has been preparing us for a a day of divine confrontation. We haven't done any good being a bunch of wusses. This is deep. Wusses in the Greek and in the Hebrew mean, I'll give that to you later. We haven't done the earth any favors by being a bunch of wusses. We haven't done the world any favors by running back into our cave and letting the the enemy disciple our nation and run amok and legislate 
the biggest bunch of hell we've ever seen. And the church thinks we're, we're, we're just going to do God a favor by being quiet and being silent. This is an hour of silence no more. This is an hour where anointed voices have to step forward. This is, oh my God, church. This is a time when anointed voices have to step forward. You're going to have to be bold. You're going to have to be courageous. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel out of yourself, but the Spirit of God's going to be on you, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit is going to be on your words. It's going to be in your mouth, and you're going to see heaven back you up. You're going to see heaven back you up. You're going to see heaven back you up. You're going to decree it. You're going to say it. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel out of yourself. But God's going to just keep pushing you forward, pushing you forward, pushing you forward, pushing you forward. I was listening to buddy Lance Wall now just the other day. How many of you know Lance? Love Lance, and he was talking about the first time where he, he just got pushed in front of a camera. Someone thought that he was the attorney of President Trump, and God had just spoken to him that he was a wrecking ball to the spirit of uh, political correctness. And so they thought he was somebody else, and they put him on prime TV, and they, they, they were like, say something, say something. He was like, oh, my God. He's like, I was so nervous. And he just said, Donald Trump is a wrecking ball to the, to the spirit of spirit, uh, uh, political correctness. Thank you. And it just cracked me up. It cracked me up to hear that, first of all, he was just push forward, push forward, push forward. He was nervous. And then finally, he just, what he heard in the secret place, he just announced it and shouted it from the rooftops. And Lance began to talk about once it was released in the atmosphere, less than 24 hours later, less than 24 hours later, later Rush Limbaugh took those exact words and began to declare it on the radio that President Trump is a wrecking ball to the spirit of political correctness. What I'm saying is, is once you decree it and you get it out there in the airwaves, those who have a, those who have a ear will hear what the spirit of God is saying. Years ago, Reinhard Bonnke heard these words from God. And I know that I'm repeating myself, but it's worth repeating. We've, we've got to hear this, guys. We've got to hear this. I, I, part, part of shepherding is, is being repetitive of feeding and feeding and feeding till faith comes alive. Till faith comes alive. Sometimes I'm I'm preaching and I'm thundering and I'm being bold with you and I'm and I'm calling your spirit to stand up and stand at attention. But but it's like you just you move to a level of hope, but you're not yet to a level of burning intensity with faith. Don't be in, don't be discouraged if hope is just starting to come alive. You're going to become a voice for God. Don't be discouraged. You're going to become a voice for God. Reinhard Bonnke heard these words, and this is what the Lord said. He said, my words, my words, this is what the Lord said to Reinhardt. Remember, Reinhardt just went to heaven weeks ago. He said, my words coming from my mouth are just as powerful as my words coming out of your mouth. I think we're going to have to renew our mind to be able to receive such a word. Friend, believe it. With all your heart, believe it. Heaven wants to back you up. Heaven wants to stand with you. Heaven wants to put angel armies with you to back you up. I had a very peculiar dream in this past week. I won't say who it is. And in this dream, I was, I, I was ministering with with incredible intensity, <laughs> incredible intensity. And there was this row of Satanists, and there was this renowned devil-worshiping guy that from coast to coast, they know who he is. And, and I called him out, and I called him by his first name, who he really is. And I said, I want you to stand to your feet. And I asked him to come forward. I said, the love of God's going to transform your life tonight. And he had come in to bring harm to me. 
And he started walking towards me. I said, you're going to have to unpack your weapons right now. Unpack them right now. He began to take out his guns, take out his knives. He laid them down in the altars and came to me, and I embraced him and held him and delivered him by the power of the Holy Ghost. This, this was a mighty dream. It's a mighty dream. God wants to do some radical stuff. He wants to put his power on display through you. Through you. I'm here to encourage you tonight. Through you. Through you. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 9. I'm going to give you a number of scriptures here. I'm going to be like a battering ram on you. Can you take it? Come on. Can you take This is good news tonight. Come on. Can you take it? Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 9. He says, Then the Lord put out his hand and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Hear it. Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living, it is active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Now, as you read that and you let your eyes fall right along that, I want you to see that the Word of God is powerful like that in your mouth. Are you seeing that? The Word of God coming out of your mouth is going to be a discerner of thoughts. The Word of God coming out of your mouth, it's going to split between soul and spirit, joint and marrow. You got to get ready for when the word of God starts coming through you and it begins to pierce people, it begins to prune people. You got to see the word of the Lord like this in you. Because there's never been an hour greater that we need the voice of the Lord to prune and pull back the mirage of the enemy and discern what is truth and what is accurate. Whoa. Deuteronomy 18. Verse 18, he says, I will, raise them, I will raise them up a prophet like you and from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. See, there's something, there is something radical about God. God, what is radical about God, God has a dream of possessing you and filling you with his spirit and filling you with his words. This is God's dream. I'm going to take my words and I'm going to put them in your belly like fire. Jeremiah, if he were preaching tonight, he would tell you God's going to put his word in you and it's going to burn inside your bones. And you ain't going to be able to be quiet about it. It'll burn inside your bones. God is obsessed with his dream of putting his words in your mouth. You know why? So it can be on earth as it is in heaven. You're the ambassadors. You're the sent ones. You're the sons and daughters of God. What a glorious commission we have. 2 Timothy 3.16, you still with me? Can I still keep coming at you? This is for you. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God. And it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training, and for righteousness. See, I want you to see that. God wants to put his word in your mouth so that you can do what? So that you can teach. God wants to put his word in your mouth so you can teach. Don't despise your age. Stop talking yourself out of it. Stop telling others it's not your personality type. God wants to put his word in your mouth so that you can reprove. God wants to put his word in your mouth so you can bring correction, proper correction. God wants to put his word in your mouth for training. Oh, God wants to put his word in your mouth for righteousness? You know, this generation needs a word of righteousness. It's all breathed out by God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 13. Take this word tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 13. It says, and we impart this word not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, 
interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. This is the Apostle Paul writing. That we impart these words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those that are spiritual. You gotta, you, you gotta be reminded, my friend. You gotta be reminded. You're not a body, you're a spirit. You gotta be reminded tonight, you're not a body. Yes, we're the body of Christ. I think you get the point. You are a spirit. And you, you are so much more than your personality. You are so much more than what you have been. John Mayer wrote a song years ago. He says, I, I'm bigger than my body gives me credit for. I love those words. I love those words. Powerful words. And actually, you're far greater and far bigger than you've ever imagined. You have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living within you. God has spiritual words. God has life-giving words. God has words of rebuke. God has words of correction. God has words of teaching, words of reproof to bring to this generation. He's counting on you. You're called. You're called. I'm called. Say it. I'm called. I'm called. Yes. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. This is one that I speak over my life all the time. Isaiah 50 and verse 4. Is it behind me? Let's move with it. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught that I may know how to sustain with a word to him who is weary. Morning by morning he awakes, he awakens. He awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. Do you see that? He awakens my ear. He gives me the tongue of the learned, the tongue of the taught, to sustain those who are weary. Morning by morning, he awakens me. He gives me an ear to hear as those who are taught. He's given you an ear to hear. He's given you a spirit to perceive. He's given you a spirit to dream. He's given you a spirit to apprehend territory that he's calling you to. Say amen. Say amen. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. The scripture we may be very familiar with. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Guys, we've got to be reminded once again, his life is in our tongue. His power is in our word. Luke chapter 6 and verse 45. He says, a good person, Luke chapter 6 verse 45, a good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. An evil person out of the evil treasures produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. Wow. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. See, this is why you've got to let your heart get filled and full of overflowing of the Word of God. This is why you've got to let your heart get full and overflowing of the dreams of God that what God wants to release in this generation so that when you're pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed to the forefront you got a word in your mouth you got a word in your mouth you're ready if we have ears to hear if we have ears to hear to hear accurately the spirit of God we're going to speak life-giving words we're going to speak life-giving words to a generation we're going to lose power and authority of the Holy Ghost upon a nation. Oh, my friend Dutch, he keeps saying these words that we're, we're coming to the convergence of the ages. We're coming to the convergence of the ages where we are moving now into this brand new era. I want to tell you something, folks. The ramifications of that statement is so enormous if you believe it. Write it down. Convergence, it means something. Convergence means this. Convergence means it's a movement towards a common goal. It's a movement towards a common destination. It is a coordinated converging of a single focus, moving towards a, a unified function or action. It merges 
it merges itself into something greater so that the stream doesn't remain on its own, but it's blended into one another. See, if we, if we come into a convergence, more glory and power than is released. We're coming into a synergy and a convergence of the ages. I went back today, and I, I remember when we lived outside of Cincinnati, Ohio, there was, um, before they tore the stadium down, there was the Synergy Stadium. And I love this word, Synergy. The word synergy, it means the combined, the combined action for increased power, for combining operations for increasing power and the multiplication of power. Multiplying production, multiplying energy, multiplying strength, multiplying action and function. That's what synergy does. If I can lift 100 pounds and I ask Steve to come forward and he can lift 100 pounds in synergy, it's not actually that we can lift 200 pounds. It's when we start working together, we can actually pull 300 pounds because we've moved into a realm of synergy, of strength upon strength. That's where God wants to take us. We're in a historic moment. Say it. I'm in a historic moment. I'm in a historic moment. You're alive for a historic moment. Sometimes, see, folks, sometimes your atmosphere dupes you. You hear these words, you're in this small little church, and you're hearing this, this preaching. The truth is, is I could be thundering this exact same message to thousands of people. Sometimes you get duped from the atmosphere. you got to hear what's being seated into your spirit tonight. It's not different because there's a greater, bigger stage, or there's more light, or there's smoke flowing across, or, or what, whatever. you got to hear the word of the Lord tonight. Don't be trapped in virtual reality. you got to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. My God, we're coming into a new year. We're coming into a new decade. We're coming into a new era, a new era. First Chronicles chapter 12, and I'm, I'm rounding the bases, and I'm about to slide home. Some of you are excited. First Corinthians, I'm sorry, First Chronicles chapter 12. I want to talk to you for a moment about the sons of Issachar. The sons of who? The sons of Issachar. Jacob had 12 sons. You tracking with me? Abraham had Isaac. Isaac had Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. One of them was named Issachar. Well, what was interesting about the distinction of the sons of Issachar, they carried a very unique ability, a very unique ability, and it was prophetic, and it was revelatory in nature. They had a wisdom, and they had a knowledge about them by the Holy Spirit. They had a prophetic instinct. They were, you know, you see people go out, I'm just reading the wind. Well, these boys, they, they learn how to read the wind. They learn how to read the winds of God. In verse 32, 1 Chronicles chapter 12, and verse 32, it says, The sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. I'm going to say it again. They carried an ability that was prophetic. They carried an ability that was, it was revelatory in nature. They had a wisdom. They had a word of knowledge by the Holy Spirit. And they had insight to understand. And the word understand, as you break this down, look at it. The sons of Issachar who had understanding. The word understand in the Hebrew is binah. And it means knowledge, wisdom, insight, or intelligence. I love that word, intelligence. And they had understanding of the times. The word times, in the Hebrew, it's the word eth. And it means in its proper time, in its right season, in the appropriate time for an event to happen. And then there's these two words that says they... It says to know. They, it's, let's read it again. The sons of Issachar, they had understanding. 
So they had wisdom, they had insight, they had intellect, they had revelation to know the times, the eth, the proper times, the right season, the appropriate time of an event, to know. And that word in Hebrew, to know, is the word yada. Yada. It's not yada, yada, yada. I'm not talking about yada, yada, yada tonight. Yada, 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 Brian. Yada, yada, yada. No, it's yada. It's Y-A-D-A. And it means this. Yada means perceive, the ability to perceive, to anoint to perceive, to inform or to reveal or to receive gain knowledge or to receive something through the senses of the spirit. It means you're going to know what you ought to do. Are you hearing that? It means you're going to know what you ought to do. It means you're going to be able to work. You're going to be able to create. You're going to be able to build. You're going to be able to prepare. God's going to give you the insight. God's going to give you the intelligence. He's going to give you the word of knowledge. He's going to give you the prophetic insight. He's going to give you the revelation. He's going to show you what to do. Mm. The movings of God in the earth. And I want to say the movings of God. Folks, they're, they're not democratic movings. And they're not republican movings. What I'm talking about, the movings of God in the earth, I'm talking about the heavenly campaign that is going on in the earth. It has the ability to be executed and work. If God has sons and daughters who will love his heart and will hear the word of the Spirit, whoever has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Men of God, women of God, hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. This is no time for the enemy to be able to sift you and get you out of the church and work you over on your own. So you can go on some dismal, crazy ride outside of the, per- the, of the protection of the sheepfold. You need to say amen to that. There is a heavenly campaign going on that God's going to work in this hour. And I've got to say it again. This is a time where God is inviting you and I to share in the lion's share. He is summoning you and I to the lion's share, to share in the triumph and to share in the victory. How's it going to happen? We're going to be like the sons of Issachar. We're going to understand our times We're going to know what to do by the Spirit of God. We're not going to do it in our own strength. We're going to do it in the strength of God. We're going to discern the time and the season. The Holy Spirit's going to bring the inspiration. The Holy Spirit's going to bring the creativity. The Holy Spirit's going to bring in the miracle finances. Whatever it is in the dream of God for your life, it's going to come to you. Whatever it is in the wheelhouse of the dream of God over your life and over your family, it's going to come to you. Preaching good news. How many of you know that the advancement of the kingdom and the earth doesn't only happen by the Holy Spirit? It happens by saints that are lit on fire. It happens by those that are lit on fire by the Holy Ghost that partner and participate with the Holy Spirit. God's going to put a word in your mouth, folks. If you have ears to hear, then you're going to have a mouth to declare. Out of your mouth is going to come fire. I'm prophesying to you, out of your mouth is going to come fire. I'm prophesying to you that your lips are going to be lit on fire. Your lips are going to be lit with prophetic inspiration and declaration. Declarations of revival fire. Hallelujah. We're in a time of the synergy of the ages. A time of divine convergence. And I want to decree these things before we close tonight. It is time for the greatest era of the church. It is time for the greatest era of the church. You know, growing up. My family was powerfully, powerfully saved 
out of a thick realm of darkness, a realm that's embarrassing darkness. But to God be the glory, God came in the thick, the thick of our decadence and rescued us and gloriously saved us. And my mom and dad, they were just here. They flew home last night. It's such a wonderful Christmas. But my mom and dad, they used to say, Brian, the church is not going out of here weak and broken down and puny and small. The church will go out of here at the coming of the Lord in power and glory greater than ever before that the, that the earth has ever seen. And folks, I believe that. I don't believe we're going out of here weak and anemic and broken down. I believe we're going out of here when the time of our King comes in great radiance and glory and the demonstration power of the Holy Ghost. We're coming into the greatest era of the church. My friends, listen to the Spirit. Take time and listen what the Spirit of God is saying to you. Take time out of your busy life and listen what the Spirit of God is saying to you. His winds are blowing through the church even now. Don't be dead in your hearing. You may want to write it down. Don't be dead in your hearing. Listen, understand, discern, and participate with the Holy Spirit. Don't be dead in your hearing. Mm. If you'll hear the word of the Lord, if you'll heed the word of the Lord, if you'll receive it in faith, then you will participate in the greatest outpouring and awakening of the Holy Ghost the earth has ever known. This is not pom-poms. This is not cheering. This is not high-kicking. The prophets are speaking throughout the earth. This is going to be the greatest era of the church. It is a new era. It is a new year. It is a new decade. It is our time. It is time for you to arise and shine. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. I want to see every one of you rise up. I want to see you rise up. I want to see you being courageous. I dare you. I double dog dare you. I want you to grab a hold of this. I want you to pray it. I want you to decree it. I want you to declare it. I want you to participate in it. Jesus is the healer of cities. Jesus is the healer of nations. He's the healer of Washington, D.C. We haven't seen anything yet. We're in a mess. It ain't God's fault. It's our fault. Do you know God's really good at messes? I'm going to try this side. you know God is really good at messes? They don't want to talk at this point. God is really good at messes. This isn't God's fault that America is in such a mess. It's our fault. But if my people... If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and repent and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Amen. And I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. I will heal their land. It's good news. I've got one more scripture for you tonight. Can you take one more? I mean, can you just bear one more scripture? <laughs> it's found in 2 Chronicles 16.9 And it says this It says the eyes of the Lord They run to and fro throughout the whole earth Seeking whose hearts are loyal unto him That he may show himself strong on their behalf Isn't that beautiful? The Lord, the eyes of the Lord They roam to and fro throughout the whole earth Seeking whose hearts are loyal unto him That he might show himself strong on their behalf. I want you to stand tonight. Praise our God. Cody, I'd like you to come wherever you're at, bro.
If you're in here, yes, there you are. Next week, we're going to, we're going to have what we call a fire tunnel. And I'm going to have a mini message. We're going to open this altar. We're going to pray for every individual, every child, every teenager, every life. We're going to pray for you. We're going to anoint you with oil for this brand new year. It's going to be powerful. And I, I pray you do not miss January 4th. It's going to be a powerhouse night. And it's going to be holy unto the Lord. You know, we have a saying around here, no hype. Say it, no hype. No gimmicks. Say it, no hype. No gimmicks. Real Jesus. Say it again, no hype. No gimmicks. Real Jesus. And if you've been around my life any time at all, you know I like to tape the, take the hype meter and dial it down to about 0.0. I'm just not into that. But I am into real Jesus. And I'm into real Holy Ghost lighting our fire and filling our lampstands with oil. I want to pray for you tonight, your family tonight. And I'm looking throughout the crowd tonight. I don't see visitors in the house or any kind of a... A special plea or call that I need to make. We are all family tonight. So I just, I just ask you to lift your hands. And I want to declare a blessing over you this evening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, I feel such responsibility for your sons and your daughters in this hour. The storms are evil. The storms are hard, Lord. And there's a lot of pain in the earth right now, Lord. And so many of us feel the birth pains in the earth groaning for the sons and daughters of God to be made manifest. As Paul writes, so that even creation itself will be delivered from its corruption and its bondage into the glorious liberty of the sons and daughters of God. Lord, tonight, I'm praying and decreeing powerhouse anointing and fire and glory upon your people. These are your mighty ones. These are your mighty ones, God. These are your lions, God. These are your daughters. These are your sons, God. Lord, I want to thank you again for the faithfulness that you have brought us through 2019. I thank you for your goodness, God. I thank you for your grace, God. You have been so good, so faithful, so loving, so caring. Now, God, I'm asking tonight that as we moved across into this threshold of a new year to 2020, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will be like a fire upon us greater than we've ever known. And that your word will be placed in our mouth. And we will have an ear to hear. I bless your ears tonight. I bless your ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I bless your heart to be humble, to be set on things above, to be yoked to the Lord, to be unmovable, to be unquenchable and unstoppable. That your heart will hear. That your ear will hear the voice of the Lord. And that your spirit will yield in obedience to run with God. And herald His word and His good news. So Lord, I thank you that even now, Lord, you've prepared the way for 2020. You're getting things ready for every individual, every family. You have angels on assignment, Lord, setting things up to bring you glory. 
Oh, Holy Spirit, right now we yield ourselves to you. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, envelop us. Holy Spirit, set us afire. Set us ablaze, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, overshadow us. Holy Spirit, envelop us. Holy Spirit, bring those words of life. Bring those words of fire. Bring those words of teaching and righteousness through our lips. Holy Spirit, make us a mouthpiece and a voice for our living God. I bless your heart tonight, church. I bless your heart. I bless your spirit. I bless your ears in Jesus' name to hear the voice of the Spirit of God. You are blessed. You are highly favored of God. You are blessed. You are highly, highly favored. You are known in heaven and known in the earth and celebrated in the heavens and in the earth. You are a cherished daughter. You are a cherished son. I say run with fire. I say be obedient. I say let his word run through you like fire. Let his word be in your bones like fire. Woe to you if you were to be quiet and hold it back. Declare his word. Be bold. Be strong. For the Lord your God is with you. With you. I bless you. I bless you in Jesus' name. Be strengthened. Be encouraged, be lifted, be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.